world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. and We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Broadcasting from the heart of commie controlled America, the no bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium free broadcast. The most important hour of your day. Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That is Vince Tagliavia. This Hello. is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of tyranny, of oppression coming to America, communism wrapped up in the guise of patriotism. Of everything that you've ever been warned about by the conspiratorial cousin or brother or sister or mother or father has coming true. It is here now. It is happening today. And what an interesting time to be alive. And this episode is called The War on Freedom. And, you know, with Memorial Day on Monday, just right around the corner, it's, um, it's one of those times to reflect back. To look back on those who came before us and ask ourselves, what would they do? 
How would those men react to this situation? Would they be proud of Americans? You know, some people even question, is America worth saving? It's a good question. You know, we have the the highest imprisonment rate in the world. We have the highest violent crime rate in the world. We have the uh, a large number of people living in poverty. We can't even help ourselves. We have a political infrastructure that is completely corrupt and only feeds themselves and spends our tax dollars 40, 50 years into the future and sends it overseas. We have social and cultural institutions which don't give a damn about us. You gotta wonder, is America worth saving? And I pondered this question and I came to the conclusion that yes, America is worth saving. Because, see, America hasn't changed. The people of America have not changed. Who we are inside, when we look at that flag, has not changed. My patriotism and love for this country has not changed. Would I serve my country again? Yes, I would. Would I serve it today as I do now? Yes, I would. So why should America be saved? What are the reasons that you think about for why America should be saved. Are we still that beacon of peace, freedom, and morality around the world? Are we still that one country that other countries look up to? Especially in the time of great cataclysm, disaster, or chaos? Are we the country that upholds our moral and ethical foundation in everything that we do, including our institutions? Or maybe the America that we want to save was once that. And it needs to be reborn. It needs to be rebirthed. It needs to be resurrected. It needs to be brought anew by a thorough cleansing of all the filth, slime, and swamp. And see, that's why we're here for today. This is our war on freedom. This is our fight for freedom. This is what we do. Whether it's with our words whether it's with our actions or our influences. We're here to save America. The rest of the world, they can wait. I love the rest of the people around the world. We're there to help you as much as humanly possible. But as of right now, we have a crisis in our own country. And we must first resolve all the injustices that have been done in the sense of crimes against humanity, in the sense of treason against the populace. The American people need to unite. I said this on the My Dark Delight show earlier today, is that this is no longer left versus right, gun owner versus you know, gun tyrant, pro-choice versus pro-life. We're all Americans. We all have a differing of opinion. Just because I disagree with someone politically does not mean that I dislike them or will not associate with them or not will unify with them to save this country that's given all of us so many opportunities. You know, we're coming to this precipice moment. It's coming fast. A lot of things are being uncovered today. A lot of things are happening in the world and they're happening faster than you could ever imagine. And we need to be on our best game to prepare for what's about to come. 
I listened to Rand Paul today on um, Jesse Waters. And they were talking about the World Economic Forum. They were talking about Klaus Schwab. They were talking about the arrogant Davos gang. Right. Who flies the Davos in their own personal jets, all own oceanfront property and buying more, but yet have the audacity to go there saying that they are the ones that can decide and change the world and help you and me go out there and live our lives in a better way with a global government that they control with policies that they derive because the world's very screwed up right now. There's no food in the grocery store shelf. And these people have never stepped foot in a grocery store. These people have never drove a personal car. They don't yeah. know the sufferings and the sorrows of a everyday human being, whether it's upper class, middle class, or lower class. But yet they want to lecture us on how the world should be ran. They want to monitor the carbon emissions from your body. They want to track you everywhere that you go in the world. You know, there was one thing that Rand Paul said. And this is what got me, Vince. What's that? He, said, he started talking about inflation. Mm-hmm. Okay? And, and in the Davos meeting, I forgot who it was. It was one of the, the prime ministers of another country. She was talking about is, it's going to be very painful, this transition, but the transition's going to be worth it. And she was talking about inflation oh, yeah. and the collapse of the monetary systems. I mean, they're openly talking about it. And Rand Paul said that, I don't know what she's talking about. She's never had to deal with inflation. The rich elitists don't have to deal with inflation because they got plenty of money yeah. to deal with it. Okay? Right. They have plenty of money to disregard it. Worth it for her, maybe. Right. But Rand Paul said something. He said, but doesn't matter what they say. Things are going to get much, much worse by the fall. Okay? So Rand Paul said this. Things are going to get much, much worse by the fall. I was listening to someone else today. I forgot who it was now. Um, I think I have it up here somewhere. And they said, Things are going to get much, much worse by the fall. And what I think this really is, is these people warning everybody. Yeah. Oh, actually, it was a podcast. It was a podcast, Lewis Holmes podcast, personal okay. development stuff. And it was a Japanese billionaire. Okay, this guy oh, is wow. very, very well connected. This, this podcast, by the way, was from 2021. Okay? okay, and this this hmm. Japanese guy was saying he goes something major is going to happen in the global financial um, organization in the next few years. He goes, I can't. This is he goes. He, re- he reiterated, this is my personal opinion, but I've sat at these meetings, and I'm hmm. telling you, something major is going to happen, and it's going to change the way that we look at money, that we deal with money, and that we accept money and exchange money. And he goes, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's going to be a lot different than what people normally understand. Okay? And so we're getting the warning signs everywhere. This is everywhere. Mm -hmm. And we need to recognize this. Yep. I hear hear it as well. I was watching a show going over the past uh, two years of, of what has unfolded. And he said exactly what you said. These major events are speeding up and they're all pointing to one thing. He believes it's going to get uglier as well. Yep. Well, and, and you know what? Love Love the Beach just said this best. I'm hearing this on alternative media, but not on mainstream media. People are going to be caught unaware. Absolutely. But you won't. You won't. That's the key. 
You won't. And that's why you like this. That's why you commented on this. This is why you share this content. Because the more people it can reach, the more people it can warn and people can become aware. You know, I, I, I work for American Media Periscope. And uh, um, I do, I'm co-hosting a new show next, starting next week with uh, mm-hmm. James Grunvig and Lieutenant Scott Bennett. And it's called DEFCON 5. It's a military perspective with me and uh, Scott talking about the global situation from a very, very military and strategic perspective. Okay? Uh, it's going to be Thursdays and Fridays. You can find it on American Media Periscope. If you guys want information, I'll get it out once I have all the information. But uh, last night we did a town hall meeting. It was me, James Grunvig, and uh, Lieutenant Scott Bennett. And a gentleman asked a question. And he was very aggressive in his question, which is okay with me. I don't, I don't mind people being aggressive. But he was talking about um, dates. He goes, oh, someone said that this is going to happen by the end of the June and that, you know, the timeline clock says that we're at like 87%. And when's Hillary going to be arrested? When's all this stuff going to happen? And they both chimed in and said their piece. And I chimed in. I said, nobody knows. Nobody knows. But we do have indications that people are doing stuff. We do have indications that good people are in the right positions and are doing things to deter and to counteract what they're doing. Right. Right? And and, and it's a novel perspective to understand that there's things happening. Q the other day on True Social posted a storm at Mar-a-Lago. Okay. Yeah. And said uh, this was uh, five minutes ago. Right? This was five minutes ago. Uh, and he was talking about the storm at Mar-a-Lago, and he goes, it seems that the storm is here. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hello. Uh, yesterday, we showed you showed me this, I believe. It was post-525 on the cue boards. That's the day that Jack Dorsey left Twitter. The Twitter board. 525. These aren't coincidences. This stuff is really happening. People are ready to fight back. But timing is everything. Timing is necessary. Okay? Now, we know that these primary elections are being stolen, and they're being stolen by the mm-hmm. GOP. Now, this is what I want people to also see. I've been saying it for years. The GOP is just as corrupt as the DNC. That the GOP don't give one damn about you. That they are, they are elected through the same procedures as the DNC. They are appointed. It's a good old boys club, and they let people in who they want to let in. It's all done through voter fraud. This is why they didn't investigate the 2020 election. This is why they will continue doing what they do. Okay? Now, here's the thing I want everybody to see. If Donald Trump fought and won the election fraud in 2020, November and December of 2020, and let's say Mike Pence overturned it January 6th, we would have still had one side of our government that was corrupt more than you could ever believe. People would not see that this isn't just a DNC and a Democrat thing. They would okay. now, now people are beginning to see, whoa, how did my candidate lose? I didn't vote for him. Right. And now the canvases will come out and the canvases will show there's no way in hell that Kemp got over 600,000 votes and Candace Taylor got under 500,000. Right. This is what the yeah. canvases will show. And people will go, oh, my God. The Republican Party is corrupt as well. Oh, my God, Josh was right. The Republican Party uses the same system of voting to steal elections. This is why they wouldn't investigate. This is why the Wisconsin State Assembly removed their Assembly Speaker, um, Voss, 
when he tried to overturn the certified election results and they denied yeah, I, the certification. Mm -hmm. So now I we bet. start to see the bigger picture. Go ahead. Vince. Yeah, and now people can unite over that commonality of, hey, our government's corrupt. Let's fix it. I don't care that, you know, you stand over there and I stand over here on a couple issues. We have a bigger problem at hand. Right. You want to live your life and I want to live mine happily. And that's what it's all about. So let's do it. Let's make it happen. Well, and that's the the paradigm that we're coming into is that wow. everybody is. So here's the thing is um, we're, I think we we're talking about it the other night on the, the chat is we we're talking about people that are awake. And someone mentioned that, um, you know, the left is never going to wake up. There's no more time for them to wake up. And I said, the left. What about the right? 90 percent of the right is still asleep. You know, 90 percent in, in no offense to anybody out there, but 90 percent or I would say me 60 percent of the people in the truth movement still believe that JFK Jr. is running the shadow government with Donald Trump. OK, like we have to get rid of the delusions and stick to the facts. We have to stay the course of what is truthful, factual and evident. We cannot sit here and pedal around with disinformation, misinformation that is perpetuated from both sides. We could not sit here and hold this, this hope that is brought about by people that are in my position, not me, but this hope that is brought about by podcasters. This guy last night, he goes, I listen to X-22 every day, and I'm waiting for the arrest, and I'm screaming at him on his podcast every day, when are the arrests going to happen? Guys, you better be prepared. Because probably no arrests are going to happen. You want to know a likely scenario with the Sussman trial? Is the jury finds him not guilty. Try that on for size. With the amount of evidence that was just presented, the jury is already complicit because we found out that members of the jury were hand-selected, they donated to the campaign of Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. The judge is directly connected to the DNC, Hillary Clinton, A.G. Garland. So you yep. better be not surprised if Sussman comes out not guilty or guilty with time served or fines paid. They are weaponizing the DOJ. It's been here for a very long time. They own the system. It's true, unfortunately. But we're lucky when we get small wins, right? Absolutely. Here's a small win. Oh. What Kevin Spacey charged over four sex acts as Hollywood star 62 assaulted three men. And we've heard he said Harvey. He was quoted as saying Harvey Weinstein is a god. Well, he also, um, you know, is a sick puppy. We've heard some uh, pretty crazy stories about him. And uh, these stories about him are very concerning. But yeah. uh, now we're starting to see that some of these people in Hollywood are being held accountable for their actions. Did you notice how they framed the story as well? What do you mean? They said sex, sexual allegations. They don't just That's say right. rape. He tried, he tried to rape three men. Yeah. He probably, oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah. At least one. And I want to yeah. comment on this. Shannon, um, Shannon said, uh, so nothing is going to happen. No, I didn't say that. I said, be prepared for the possibility that no arrests come from the site Sussman case. That's all I said. I think Durham's going to indict more people. 
all these people that are being investigated right now are potential indictments. I'm waiting for him to indict Hillary Clinton. I think that's going to be his next move. All right. Wisconsin GOP, I talked about this earlier, but Wisconsin GOP elections commissioner resigns, slams Trump on the way out the door. Commission remains in legal jeopardy over state nursing home ballot fraud scandal. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Dean uh, Knudsen, Republican member of the Wisconsin Election Commission, will resign after serving almost five years on the commission. Speaking at a scheduled, uh, scheduled to elect the commission's next chair, Knudsen said he would continue to serve until the Assembly Speaker, Robin Voss, appoint his successor. During his remarks, Knudsen said, I put my conservative record against anyone in the state of Wisconsin, and yet I have been branded as a rhino, Republican in name only. Knudsen said that he's received that brand because two of my core values that practice service above self and display personal integrity. And to me, that integrity demands acknowledging the truth when the truth is painful. In the case, the painful truth is President Donald Trump lost the 2020 election, the election in Wisconsin in 2020, and the loss was not due to election fraud. Nutson also took an indirect jab at fellow GOP commissioner Robert Spindle, who is vying to be the WEC's next chair. Unfortunately, elected officials, appointed officials, and candidates at the highest level in my party have refused to believe President Trump lost. And this comes after the uh, Gableman, Justice Gableman, presented his evidence of voter fraud. Mm -hmm. And they just ignored it. Nutson ignored it. They didn't even look at it. And so... This is interesting, but, you know, this is what I'm talking about. This is the good old boys club. Absolutely. This is what they do. They retain their own power, their own wealth, and they keep you out of it. And when voter fraud indications come up, they shut it down and they get rid of everybody who's associated with blowing the whistle. Yeah, and it's not going to change unless we change it. That's right. That's for for sure. Michigan. Whistleblower reveals Michigan petition ringleader who allegedly gathered fraudulent ballot signatures for five GOP gubernatorial candidates being kicked off ballot also worked for two current Dem members of Congress. Excuse me. Twelve Michigan GOP gubernatorial candidates, including two top Republican gubernatorial candidates, um, were found to have insufficient number of signatures to be placed in the ballot in the August primary election. Uh, three of the candidates included uh, Michael Markey, Michigan State Police Captain Michael Brown, and Donna Bradenberg. Uh, they were notified by the State of uh, Michigan Bureau of Elections that thousands of fraudulent signatures had been identified on their nominating petitions, that which placed them all in danger of being removed on the primary ballot in August. The Michigan Board of Canvassers will make the final decision on May 26th. The board is comprised, which is today, of two Democrats and two mm-hmm. establishment Republicans. And so the whistleblower came out and basically started uh, talking about the signatures. And basically, the signatures they flagged apparently are legit, but they're saying that they're not, which is quite interesting. More whistleblowing. More whistleblowing. Well, how about this? You guys remember the movie 2000 Mules? I'm pretty sure you all saw it. They had a little tidbit in there about, um, what was it, Yuma County, Arizona. And they went in there and they they showed some recorded video footage. Well, guess what? The law enforcement officials, the sheriff in Yuma County, decided to take matters into his own hands and investigate this. Okay. Okay? Good. Today, one of the people involved in the movie said that uh, the storm rolled into Arizona today and it's it's heavily raining. And what he was talking about was this. Democrat Mayor... Guillermo Fuentes has allegedly pled guilty to conspiracy charges. She's also 
allegedly named Gloria Torres et al., a coordinator for the local non-government organization, as the person identified in 2000 Mules, who told people, Mules, to bring hundreds of 2020 mail-in ballots to the San Luis Library, where the cameras on the drop boxes were known not to be functioning. The home of Gloria Torres was just raided by agents with search warrants who were investigating the 2020 election fraud. Democrat Mayor Fuentes has been singing like a bird to reduce the penalties she faces. <laughs> yes. Yes. If true, because this isn't verified 100%, but the, the okay. indications are that it's true. Um, here we go. This is what needs to happen. Is yes, sheriffs dude. need to do their duty. And look. When they start digging into it, these people are going to fold so quick. It's yep, crooks. Let it happen. These sheriffs need to step up. Good on him. Yep. All right. Western powers sound alarm on China plan for South Pacific. Uh, over leaked plans to dramatically expand China's security and economic reach in the South Pacific and what one regional leader called a thinly veiled effort to lock state uh, island states into the Beijing orbit. Now, listen, nobody's talking about what needs to be talked about here. So I listened to a little bit of Glenn Beck today. Okay. He had on a former United States Marine Corps in uh, intelligence operative. This guy worked uh, basically for DNI, Department of Naval Intelligence, for the Marine Corps. Um, international specialist, South, uh, Eastern Asia, Middle East, so forth. Mm-hmm. And he came on, and guess what they were talking about, Vince? I couldn't even imagine. What's that? Leaked audio from Guangzhou of military generals yeah. speaking about a war. Must have been the same audio that we heard. It was. Now, this yeah. guy said that he's reviewed the video okay. and that the people in the video are real, legit generals from china he says the authenticity of this video he goes in his professional opinion is 100 percent legitimate now what's interesting about this and this is what really really gets me and i'm pulling up my notes about this stuff is um they came out and said that Unfortunately, China's about 10 years away from actually doing this. And so this is more of like a, a planning meeting for potential things that happen in the future. Oh, really? Who said this? Who said this? This, this intelligent agent, and then Glenn Beck reiterated oh. it over and over and over again. Oh, okay. okay. Now, here's my problem with this. This video was leaked by Li Ming Yang, who works with Lude Media, okay? Yeah. Now, they specifically say in this meeting in Chinese... The final war will be had by November 2022. I got people that speak Chinese in my house, okay? Okay. Yes. They say literally in this video, and he's like, well, you know, they can't outfit that many ships. It's going to be a minimum five years before this ever happens, but I would would suggest 10 years before they go after Taiwan. Okay. And it, it, it irks me because... People like this are supposedly geopolitical, geomilitaristic, geointelligence experts. Yeah. And and they focus in on one region without taking in the whole geopolitical aspect. They don't take in Russia. They don't take in Ukraine. They don't take in the supply chain. They don't take in infrastructure. Because, you know, in the military, when when you learn intelligence, maybe they do this now, but they don't teach you about the full gambit 
of what countries utilize to perpetuate war, unless you're in the psychological warfare aspect. Then you understand that they're going to utilize money, supply chain, debt, leverage of world banks. Uh, they're going to infiltrate you with various different NGOs, charities, these types of things. But my point is this was massive disinformation. This was, yeah, this is real, but it's not going to happen for 10 years, so don't worry about it. And I was like, They basically made it sound like a nothing burger. Yeah. Absolutely. They made it sound like a nothing burger. And I'm like, whoa, who's Glenn getting paid by? And Glenn, I urge you to bring me on your show. Glenn Beck, if you ever hear this, I urge you to bring me on your show. Because that guy that you had on your show this morning, I don't care how much credentials he has, how qualified he is, he gave you a line of absolute garbage and shit. He didn't translate the message. He probably doesn't speak Chinese. And he just probably read some summary review of what happened and he came out with his own damn opinion. And that's disingenuous to your listeners and your viewers. And I will be glad to come on board and give you a whole rundown of all the potential scenarios that can happen in the next 6 to 12 months with the geomilitaristic situation in the sense of China, Russia, Iran, the United States, Venezuela, global supply chains, infrastructure, Club K, ships off the coast, troops coming up to the border, all this stuff. Because it's real, it's legitimate, and you know when an enemy attacks? When does an enemy attack, Vince? Do you know? When do they attack? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's a good question. Your enemy attacks at your point of greatest vulnerability. Okay. Okay. So okay. If you're so it'll be yeah right when everyone's starving and all this kind of thing. Now, so think about World War One, right? World War One ravished Europe, right? Yes. What was spreading through uh, Europe during that time, right before World War One? Uh, smallpox. Spanish flu. Spanish flu. Yes. Right. World War II, what was happening throughout the global economy in the world right before World War II? The global economy? Was it doing bad right before World War II? We were in the Great Depression. Great Depression. Yeah. yeah. Okay? Yep. Your enemies attack at your point of greatest vulnerability. So then you're, it fits the timeline with yeah. it happening at the end of this year. If you're, if you're playing, you ever played the game Risk? No. Okay. I love the game Risk, the original game really? of Risk, global strategy, yes, world domination. And so you have these little figures that represent certain um, battalions of soldiers, 100,000, million, so forth, right? And you can put them on various different countries that you control and you keep them on your borders. And then your enemy mm-hmm. will attack those borders when they want to overtake your country. Now, okay. if I have three and you have 10, am I going to attack your border? No. No. Highly improbable, I'm going to beat you. But if I have 10 and you have one, am I going to attack that border? Yep. You attack at times of greatest vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And now if the world is headed towards some type of event that's going to bring the world to its knees, the global economy to a halt, the United States infrastructure instabilized, destabilized, social and cultural revolutions occurring every day in every city. Yeah. Don't you think that's a point of great vulnerability for the United States of America, as well as many soldiers, sailors, airmen, and guardians dying of the vaccine, having yeah. adverse reactions from the vaccine? The thing, the thing yes, I think that's a, that makes perfect sense as being a vulnerable, uh, vulnerable time to attack for an enemy. 
My question is, why is the Biden administration doing this to essentially themselves in a way, or do they not see it that way? Like they're setting themselves up to lose any potential conflict that we run into by cutting our gas, cutting our oil, doing all these things, starting a famine on purpose. Um, It's all part of the plan, Vince. But do they want to lose a war or do they think that they're just going to somehow pull it off and win? How do you get rid of the United States Constitution in one fell swoop? Get taken over by China? I don't know. Get taken over by a foreign nation. Lose a war to a foreign nation. So are they all just going to flee and become Swiss or something? I don't know. It becomes a a plausible scenario when you start looking at the plans of the globalists. Okay. Yeah, it's like they're sacrificing the country almost. Like right. they're not preparing at all. Now we've talked about the Department of Homeland Security's National Terrorism Advisory System, the Disinformation Governance Board. The DHS is investigating domestic and homegrown terrorists, and they're focusing their attention towards disinformation, misinformation, and propaganda, primarily centered around the uh, the stolen 2020 election, propagation about uh, the virus and the vaccine, as well as COVID nineteen, and then. Russia disinformation. I've been saying this for months. COINTELPRO, REX84, Directive 51, PEDS. What have I been saying? They are coming after you and me. They are going to utilize their executive powers to overreach, suspend habeas corpus, and come and get us. Today, look at this. New York Times, document sheds light on secret U.S. plans for apocalyptic scenarios. Public knowledge of what the government put into these classative directives, which invoke emergency and wartime powers granted by Congress or otherwise claimed by presidents, has been limited to declassified descriptions of those developed in the early Cold War. In that era, they included steps like imposing martial law, rounding up people deemed dangerous, and censoring news from abroad. Like in the aftermath, uh, they would... uh, they would seek wartime powers for the national emergency. They would secure communications nationally. All right? Yeah. This goes, it says it right here. Several of the files provided by the New York Times by the Brennan Center for Justice. This is John Brennan Center. They've been researching Pete's for a while. Show that the Bush era effort partly focused on a law that permits the president to take over or shut down communication networks in wartime. That suggests that the government have developed or revised such an order in light of the explosive growth in the 1990s of the consumer internet. Okay, this goes on. The bottom line is that these documents have no doubt that the post-9-11 emergency action documents have direct and significant implications on American civil liberties, says Elizabeth Gottin of the Breton Center for Justice in New York University, and yet there is no oversight by Congress, and that's unacceptable. And I agree with her, okay? The only time I'm going to agree with anybody from the the Brennan's think tank Mm -hmm. there. But this is a warning. This is coming out in the news now because you remember, they tell you what they're going to do before they do it. When the Democrats legally lose the November 8th midterm elections, they will not let American first candidates take power. They will not. There is no way in hell they are ever going to let American first candidates take power. They are going to steal the election where they can steal it, And where they lose, they will make sure that martial law is declared before January 1st. Damn. Very well could be, dude. Very well could be.
And one of the mechanisms they'll utilize to declare martial law? Hmm, I wonder. U.S. pending home sales plunged the weakest since 2014 as unsold inventory spikes record. What else do we got here? We got, this is the great chart, which I share with you about the U.S. real estate. New home inventory trends by stage of construction. Well, that doesn't look good. Declining. Declined. Yeah. Infant formula, sick and babies, Abbott Nutrition issued $5 billion in stock buybacks. And so this is just pertaining to the uh, infant formula shortage. But, you know, I had uh, – that's not what I wanted. That's not what I wanted. Damn, I didn't have it there. I thought it would be there. I had another article about the infant formula. But, um, you know, we're sending pallets of infant formula to the border for illegal immigrants. But when we're taking in pallets from Germany over here in the United States. I saw a video from Mexico, Costco in Mexico, pallet after pallet after pallet, full to the brim of brand new, ready to go baby formula. Now, let me ask you this. What is Germany known for? Historically. Nazis. Nazis. Who was running the bio labs in Ukraine for the United States? The Nazis. What country? I don't know. Ukraine. It was the Germans. The Germans were running the bio labs in Ukraine. Ukraine under contract. Really? Yes, it was the Germans. Oh, shit. And now they're sending baby formula over the United States. Where are the top pharmaceutical firm, firms in the world headquartered? Germany? I guess. Guessing. Yeah. Oh, shoot, dude. This is could be a bit this, dangerous to consume. What if there is a virus that starts spreading the infants? I don't know. I, I, I hate that. Look, I don't want to be a fear monger, man. I don't want to put shit out there. I'm just warning people. Like, get it's that possible. shit tested. Like, I would, I mean, if get you can tested, breastfeed, yeah. breastfeed. Yeah. California adopts ban on irrigation in certain areas amid drought. Now, this is funny. It's not funny that there's a drought in California. I had an idea for a meme. And if one of my buddies mm-hmm. is out there, he's going to laugh at this. And I'm free to speak about this now. The meme was, you guys all know who the Walton family is? Oh, yeah. Okay, the Walton family. The the people that founded Walmart, billion-dollar, multi-billion-dollar family dynasty out of Arkansas. Okay. Mm -hmm. The Walton family has a philanthropy, and they do a lot of work to preserve the Colorado River. Okay? And they're one of the biggest receivers of government money to help restore the Colorado River. It's their companies as well that if the, so the meme is the Colorado River. At this side, you have these companies which are filling up water bottles and selling them to the United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia and making billions of dollars, which are owned by the Walton family. And then on the other side of the river is the dried out river saying that there's a drought, that there's no water, and then bringing in government money saying we need to fix this. Mm. This is the hypocrisy. That's what's happening. Oh, this is exactly what's happening. This is the hypocrisy that we have. Within these NGOs, these charities, these philanthropies. Problem, reaction, solution. That's right. Produce the problem, cause the reaction, they have the solution. And they're profiting and benefiting from every step of the way. That's right. I think we talked about this one last night. Bill Gates lays out technocratic plan for global takeover. This is something that I actually wrote about um, probably eight months ago on redpills.tv under the news section. There's a great article about Bill Gates and about, um, I think it's George Soros and Bill Gates. They teamed up to buy a company in the UK that actually provides a fast, quick acting test with uh, digital uh, relays in them for COVID-19. 
uh, George Soros and Bill Gates, they bought uh, the company is uh, MoLogic. Mm. And in this, I break down what George Soros has invested in him and his son, as well as what Bill Gates has invested in, in the sense of the Bill Melinda Gates Foundation. And I break down their, their basically their funding tools for global surveillance that surveil biometrics that are radiated by wearables, by carryables, and by injectables. And so if you want to know what Bill Gates thinks, if you want to know what Klaus Schwab wants, they want to monitor the carbon that comes out of your body by injecting you with something that can be read by a scanner, by an AI. That's the world we're heading into. And I'm telling you, before that world comes, before that type of techno-fascist, totalitarian world comes, there will be an armed revolution. I assure you. Probably, man. Yeah. It's probably. And look at this. Digital food rationing rolls out using biometric IDs amid food riots. Iran is set to be the first country to roll out a food rationing scheme based on the new biometrics ID. Where vaccine passports failed, food passports will now eagerly be accepted by hungry people who can't afford rapidly inflating food prices. This is the realization of long sta- of the long-standing agenda by the Rockefeller, UN, WEF crowd, as Kissinger, Kissinger put it, control food and control people. That's creepy, man. They're probably going to implement this everywhere. Oh, really? Okay, say- hold on. Hold that note. What's the next one say? Italy announces dystopian social credit system. Immediately after the invasion of Russia into Ukraine, guess what Ukraine did? They implemented a digital ID and a social credit system. Go ahead and finish your thought, Vince. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, it's exactly that. They're going to hold things over our heads when we need it the most and say, if you want food, you need to let me scan your eye. You need to eat this piece of technology. You need to let us perform surgery on you for free. It's free. It's free. Come on. It's free. We're doing you a favor. It's creep. Creepy. That's right. Russia ready to help overcome food crisis. If what the West lifts its sanctions. What? I thought I didn't want to cooperate with anybody and that he's a dictator, crazy Nazi fascist. What? Moscow is ready to make a significant contribution to averting the looming food crisis if the West lifts sanctions imposed on Russia over Ukraine, Putin said in a telephone call with Italy's Prime Minister Mario Draghi. He emphasizes that the Russian Federation is ready to make a significant contribution to overcoming the food crisis through the export of grain and fertilizer, subject to the lifting of politically motivated restrictions by the West. Hmm. Interesting. I thought he was a dictator. I thought he didn't care about anybody. Right. Isn't that something? Yeah. German union IG Metal is calling the steel industry workers to hold a warning strike after employees did not meet its request for permanent wage increase in the second round of talks. And so, hmm, steel. How much steel output does Germany have? I don't know. What are the numbers on that? Are they is it a lot? I think they, they contribute to a large portion of the steel. I, I remember that. The, remember the World Trade Center, the, the two towers yeah. that fell? The steel was actually sent to Germany. Oh. To get reconfigured and then sent to the the new one, so yeah, Germany is a mm. massive steel producer in the world. Uh, that's how the Nazis actually rose up is taking over the unionizing a lot of the steel workers. 
Yeah, and Hitler did make that railgun and like a bunch of crazy big steel things. I'm so. gonna build a railgun. Do it. I know how to do it. It's not, it's not hard. It's just a cannon. It's just an electromagnetic. It is cannon. hard. No, it's not. It's, hard. Oh. it's not hard. It's not hard. At all. It is. It's not. The hard. machining's hard. Yes. Well, yeah. That barrel. You can find the pieces you need. Oh, I'm talking that on that scale though. Oh no, yeah. I mean like a little pew pew. Yeah, yeah. There's I one out there. There's one out there. You can buy one for it's like 250 bucks. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it like if you hit you, you're like, ow. It's not I might have the bl- I might I might have a blueprint for a cannon still. But I bet you could sharpen those edges, and it shoots ninja stars. All right, I want to take just a a quick moment, and uh, we have the battle of the streams going on. And the battle of the streams is one way that our viewers, our audience, help support the Red Pill Project. This goes on between Rumble, D Live, and Pilled. Uh, it's kind yeah. of a, a competition, which is great. I love you guys. You guys are absolutely helping support everything that we're doing here at the Red Pill Project. Um, Vader369 gifted a cookie. Thank you so much, Vader369. Dslet donated one Ninja Geening. Thank you so much, Dslet. Uh, Yay donated two lemons. Thank you so much, Yay. Me, Brenda, one Ninja Geening. Thanks for all you do, Red Pill Project. Thank you so much, me, Brenda, and all the ladies there with you. RPG3573 donated one ice cream. Thank you to everybody right now for all those donations. It looks like DLive has a commanding lead and now we're going to get into the fun stuff the illegitimate president you're muted Vince the illegitimate president of the United States of America said today Congress needs to pass universal background checks ban assault weapons and high capacity magazine and confirm Steve Dettelbach as the head of the ATF no they don't absolutely no they don't actually you need to reverse everything that you've done in the sense of the restrictions of guns because guess what what part of shall not be infringed do you not understand? Pretty pretty simple, straightforward, and clear to me, man. Yep. And, and in some good news, Senate Republicans blocked domestic terrorism prevention bill. Um, Chuck Schumer changed his vote to no. He's hoping to work with the Republicans. Excuse me. The act is uh, seeks to create offices of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the Department of Homeland Security, the Department of Justice to monitor and track potential domestic terrorist threats. If signed into law by President Joe Biden, the bill would direct the FBI to assign a special agent at each field office to investigate hate crimes related to domestic terrorism. Federal agencies would also be required to produce biannual reports on white supremacy and neo-Nazi infiltration of federal, state and local enforcement agencies. And we know that really what this is about was tracking us who are not white supremacists, who are not neo-Nazis who are not racist, but are simply people bringing the truth and they want to stop the truth. Now, Joe Biden is calling for gun control regulation. We have the, you know, it's so interesting that the shooting happens in Texas right before the annual NRA meeting that Trump's speaking at. They allowed it to happen too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk more about how they allowed it to happen in a second. But listen to this. Mitch McConnell urges GOP to work with the Democrats on gun control legislation. Here you go. You think the Republicans like you? You think the Republicans are there to protect your rights and your freedoms and your liberties? Eh, wrong. I've been saying it forever. They are the biggest treasonous MFers in the world. They are here to take away your rights, your liberties, and freedoms. Biden as well today said, the Second Amendment is not absolute. Hmm. Wrong. After signing an executive order reforming policy and wheeling out George Floyd's family for the press, Biden addressed the shooting saying he's sick and tired. 
When in God's name will we do what needs to be done, if not, if not completely stop, fundamentally change the amount of carnage that goes on in this country? The Second Amendment is not absolute. When it was passed, you couldn't own a cannon. There's always been limitations, Biden proclaimed. Actually, yes, Joe, could. You, you could own a cannon. And I can still. And, and you still can. Um, and actually, Joe, I can go out in my backyard and I can build an electromagnetic railgun. Because it's the Second Amendment. And there's nothing you can do about it. Dude, totally. And did you see Hillary? She's like, the problem is guns. Mm -hmm. And then posted statistics about guns. Just like, shut up, you old bat. No, the problem is mental illness. And the problem is psychological warfare. And the problem is these people being groomed. We're going to talk about that here in just a few minutes. Uh, Let's get through the rest of this first. Hundreds of thousands of protests, Biden administration's imported regime change in Pakistan, army attacks protesters. And so if we remember this, we had the ousted Pakistani prime minister, Imran Khan, uh, who's pro-Trump, said the election was stolen from Trump. And the Biden administration, I said it first, cooed him, ousted him. And now he's fighting back, and he's got a large support base. <laughs> but the military is fighting back against their own people. That's Can you believe this? Oh, my gosh, dude. This just goes to show you. It's destabilization globally. Yep. People aren't stupid. I don't care where you're, where they're from, you know? Now, what was the name of the shooter in, um, in Texas? Do you know? I don't remember. Salvador Ramos, last name R-A-M-O-S, right? Yeah. Okay. And he was 18, so that means that it's 2022, so four years ago would have been 2018. Right. Okay? This is an article from May 3rd, 2018, okay? The author of the article is a guy by the name of Henry Ramos. Right there. Same last name. Two teens arrested in mass casualty plot in 2018 targeting a, a Uvalde Middle School. One of the students had numerous writings and drawings which depicted weapons capable of causing mass destruction. He wrote about being godlike and killing police and other persons. Two Uvalde teens were recently arrested for consp- a conspiracy to commit murder after officers said they foiled a mass shooting plot the pair had schemed. The press release obtained by Ken's Five thoroughly chronicles events leading up to the investigation performed by the Uvalde Police Department and the Texas Rangers. In the press release, Uvalde Chief of Police Daniel Rodriguez said that the Morales Junior High School student, 14, and a former Morales student, 13, had specifically targeted numerous students in what they described as a plan to perform a mass casualty event against the school. The last name of the guy who wrote the article is the same name as a kid who just shot up the school. That's weird. Okay? The kid who just shot up the school would have been 14 four years ago. The names of those kids were not released because they were minors. How much do you want to bet? That that. Could we get that information? No. Well, they're, they're youthful offenders. They're, they're typically locked up. Yeah, but I mean, can't you get public record from the police station? You could. Or not on a minor. Um, you could probably contact Henry Ramos and find out who it was. But I guarantee you they all know who it was. Yeah. I, 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 have a really, I have a really, really bad feeling that that was him. Now, listen to this. Uvalde shooter fired gun for 12 minutes outside before entering the school. Okay. 
He lingered outside for 12 minutes firing shots at people in a funeral home across the street before scaling a fence onto the school grounds where he fired more shots. He then entered the school and barricaded himself in a classroom before opening fire. Okay. Now, there's some problems with this. We were talking yesterday a little bit about the timeline, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, there's another picture I had. Oh, I got to I got to bring it up. Hold on. I got to I grab I got to grab this picture real quick. Alrighty, alrighty. Yeah, a lot of more information has certainly come out quickly over the past 24 hours. Hmm. Actually, it's on my phone, but what I can do is I can just read it to you guys. This came Sports out yesterday time. pertaining to Uvalde. Um, Texas White Feather on Twitter said, I'm a Texan and I'm at a loss for the Uvalde school shooting. For almost all schools in Texas, they have gone through security upgrades to severely limit access into the school. Uvalde School District actually has six police officers at the elementary school. Threat deterrent teams, security entry with ID check, perimeter fence, security cameras, locked classroom door policy. How did he get into the building? So he's outside firing shots for 12 minutes. This was reported by the Uvalde or by the school on their Twitter account at 11:17 that they're on yeah. lockdown. They're on lockdown, okay? He's outside firing shots. Then he apparently gets through the fence, the security protocols, the security guards, the threat deterrent team that had 12 minutes to respond, the six police officers that had 12 minutes to respond, gets through in a school in lockdown, and it gets a door open and barricades himself in. I heard allegations that he was let in by yep. somebody. They let him in. Or... Who knows? There's some conspiracy there. This does not make sense. It doesn't. And here's where it starts to get a little better. Not in the sense of making sense, but of all all of it coming together. And I'm going to show okay. this one here. All right. I had to blow my screen up a little bit. 4chan dig linked the Buffalo shooter with the Texas one. They may have been members of the same Discord server where the user Armand is suspected of grooming them. He posts... Texas 13 days and the attack happened 13 days later. Armand right here runs a discard uh, a discord server of which these two people potentially were members of. Two mass shootings in the span of months. One shooter is a Fury Wignat. One shooter is a Mutt Tranny. Both shooters were mentally ill, 18 years old. Both belong to the same Discord server. All of this happening in the midst of more right-wing politicians winning their local primaries. All before the 2022 elections, which under the sun knows the Democrats are going to lose big time. Democrats are desperately trying to get their voter base to rally around gun control and abortion issues just so they don't lose their elections. Yeah. And so apparently there's a Discord server. And this is Armand's tweet right below that, so you can see it. 13 days. Woo! This was sent on Friends Chan Telegram 13 days ago, and today a school shooting happened in Texas. Uh, this is the same Armand on Discord we suspect of grooming the Buffalo shooter. Holy mackerel. And this just, every time 4chan comes out with this information, it's like, if they're doing this in the matter of a day or two, what the hell is the FBI doing? What the hell? They're obviously not doing their job. They're running the Discord servers. They're running the server. Who knows? They're running the Discord servers. There's no way. Listen. A random person's grooming people to commit murder. This is like advanced 
mind tricks. And I hypnosis. bet that person doesn't exist. I bet he's a ghost. I bet he's a ghost in the system. Because he Probably. is most likely someone very, very high up connected who's grooming these kids and radicalizing them. And so I hope that our FBI, our law enforcement, or DOJ has started to investigate that Discord server, has started to investigate these people, and hopefully uncovers the truth and brings it to justice. Did you hear that parents were screaming at the police to do something while they were waiting for their tactical units? And yeah. some parents were running in the school, even with the shooter, to grab their kids? Mm-hmm. One mother ran in, scaled, after being arrested by... One mother was arrested by a federal agent, convinced them to uncuff her. She scaled the fence and got her daughters before any police even made their way in there to do anything. They also allegedly tased somebody, allegedly maced a parent as well. So uh, a few months ago, or about a month and a half ago, um, I go to pick up my kids from school. Yeah. And uh, not paying attention to my phone, and it's kind of a windy, stormy day out. And I'm standing yeah. outside the door to my daughter's classroom, mm-hmm. and uh, the uh, I think it was a gym teacher opened the door, and okay. she goes, "Hey, Josh, the school's on lockdown. You can come in and join us. You have to wear a mask. Please go to the library, right?" And I said, "Excuse me." What? She goes, "Well, there's a there's a tornado warning," and I said looked around me and I said, the tornado warning is 15 miles away. She goes, yes, but we're on lockdown because of it. I go, just give me my daughter. I need to go home. She goes, you can't get your kids. I go, excuse me. And I yelled at her. I said, don't ever tell me I can't get my kids. Yeah. How dare you? If I want to get my kid, you're going to go get my kid. You're going to bring my kid here. And if you want to say health and safety and security, I said, F you. I will march into her room and I will take her out of that classroom and I will walk out with my kids. Don't you ever say that. And the principal walked up and she explained the situation. He goes, you're right, Mr. Reed. You can come get your kids at any point in time. We don't have any authority. What are they going to do? Kidnap your kids? Of course. And so these these administrators, these police officers, I don't, you listen, if, if that happened in my kid's school, I'm armed. I'm going in to get my kids. I'm not waiting for police and tactical forces to arrive. If I'm there and something's happening or if I hear it and I arrive there before police officers, damn right no, I'm going in. Right? Don't care if the dude's wearing body army. I don't care if he's carrying two $3,000 AR Daniel Arms AR-15s, driving a $70,000 new Ford F-250, has 90,000 rounds of ammunition, full level 5 body armor. Okay? Where does this 18-year-old kid who's living in poverty get yeah. this money? Soros? I don't know. <laughs> There's too many. Listen, guys. Typically, I'm, I'm the one that'll call out, you know, this isn't a fault. This is just some crazy dude. True. This is a false flag. This was a false flag. This kid was groomed. Yeah. So, so the Sandy Hook connection here. Sandy Hook kid killed his grandmother, went and, uh, and shot up the school, shot up a whole bunch of kids, barricaded himself in the classroom. This kid did the same thing. I know people are yeah. saying that the teachers from Sandy Hook and Uvalde are the same. They're not. 
I've done, I've researched this for a good 10 minutes and you can see that they're absolutely not the same person. So they weren't crisis actors, but moving on, let's get on the other topics here. Okay. Poor, 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 uh, yeah. Kids, man. Elon Musk is being sued by Twitter investors for stock manipulation. Of course they are. Uh, because of the delayed disclosure of his stake in the social media company and the complaint filed on Wednesday in the California federal court, investors said that Musk saved himself $156 million by failing to disclose that he had purchased more than 5% of Twitter by March 14th. He continued to buy stock oh, after that and ultimately disclosed in early April that he owned 9.2% of the company. By delaying this disclosure of his stake in Twitter, Musk engaged in market manipulation and brought Twitter stock at an artificially low price, said the investor. Bullshit. That this is, is such bullshit. He was already fined a million dollars for not disclosing it in the allotted amount of time. It wasn't even a big deal. He's probably just like, okay, here's your million. Now they're trying to make it a bigger deal than it is. And people are like, Elon Musk didn't think this through. What do you think about that? No, is so, you know, when Twitter started losing its stock share is when the smear campaign came out against Elon Musk. When the Clinton Foundation, Bill Melinda Gates Foundation, European governments and George Soros' open societies began running smear campaigns against Elon Musk is when Twitter started losing value in their stock. That's when. And so go ahead and sue Elon. I'm sure he's got the best lawyers in the world because he's the wealthiest man. He could spend $200 billion on this lawsuit and still be the richest man in the world. Okay? (laughs) And and he he just put out a line to get more lawyers on his fleet of lawyers. So... Do you see what he put out yeah. today, Jack off the board? Yeah, Jack off the board of Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Jack off the board of Twitter. Uh, that was like an hour ago. I saw that. I was like, oh, my gosh. Twitter agrees to pay $150 million for breaking privacy promises. Oh, well, you know, that's that's interesting. Who are they paying that money to? They're paying it to the FTC, not to the American people, not to the victims of these crimes, but to the government. But Twitter has agreed to pay $150 million as part of a settlement with regulators over allegations that a social media company misrepresented the security and privacy of user data for several years. The FTC and DOJ said that between May 2013 and September 2019, Twitter asked users for personal information to secure their accounts, but then used that information to target users with ads. Yep. So, and then hold on, hold on. And then the yeah. ads, okay, they, then they utilize that data to bring in new advertisers, which they pumped up with artificial intelligent bots to give them more clicks to charge those people who were marketing with them more money. Yeah. It's all connected. Not a good company. Not a good company at all, dude. They, I don't see how they're going to make it through this. I think they're done, man. I think they're absolutely done. Hold on. I'm checking some numbers here. Forgot where I was. Oh, man, we're rocking it on Pilled. What's up, Pilled? Got a big old crowd on Pilled tonight. Rock and roll. Red Pill Project. All right. Exclusive. Over 500 military service members sue the government for mandating a vaccine that was not FDA approved and should not have been administered. This comes from Jim Hoff of the Gateway Pundit. Over 500 service members filed a lawsuit against the government on Monday. The individuals argued that the vaccine mandate forced the military was not approved and therefore should never have been administered to the military. About 520 military service members filed this lawsuit on Monday. Their primary argument is that the vaccine mandate is illegal because there's no approved vaccine available in the U.S. This means that approximately 55% amount vaccinated since August 23, 2021 mandate from the Secretary of Defense of the military have been vaccinated illegally and under duress. Now, yep. what they're talking about here, do you want to go in? Do you want, you want to say something? Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
what they're talking about here is you remember how they came out and said that the vaccine was FDA approved? Yes. Okay. What the FDA approved is something known as Cominardi. Cominardi is a marketing brand for the vaccine. Okay. Under Cominardi, there's three vaccines. Okay. One of the vaccines is FDA approved. This is what got Cominardi approved. Two of the vaccines got their EAUs extended, emergency use authorization extended. Now, would you guess that the one that is approved is in very low circulation throughout the world and not sold in the United States? That's true. That the two that had the EUA are the ones that were sold in the United States and utilized for the U.S. military. Yeah, and it was under duress, making people get it, and they were misleading as well. They would say, the vaccine's approved, go get it. And then you just assume, well, they said the vaccine's approved. Well, didn't ask me which vaccine's approved or, you know, yep. that's what they're going to say. But it's trickery. It's deception. Trickery. Kevin, you don't get it, Kevin, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> meow. Meow, meow. Yeah. And if you don't get it, you're out of here and that's you don't right. get nothing. That's duress. Dr. Robert Malone slams Gavi for amplifying fear of the monkeypox outbreak. Uh, Robert Mullen slammed Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance, for amplifying fear of the monkeypox outbreak. Gavi, by the way, is funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, as well as many other different philanthropies and uh, uh, multinational corporations. My assessment that this is absolutely another case of the media and the government cooperating to spin up fear that is absolutely unfounded, he told Steve Bannon. Uh, He said, similar to the viruses like Ebola. Transmission only happens in close proximity or contact with lesions or bodily fluid. Although symptoms often often ease within a month, one case can have uh, in ten can be fatal. Interesting. That's pretty bad. Ten percent fatality. Yep. And now the FDA is or the NHS National uh, Health uh, NHS. So this is the National Health. What is the NHS? This is uh, UK, right? Yeah, UK's National Health Service edited their monkeypox page to alter the narrative um, in a few key ways. Firstly, they removed the paragraph, how do you get monkeypox section? Up until a few days ago, according to the link to archives, the monkeypox said, regarding person-to-person transmission, it's very uncommon to get monkeypox from a person with the infection because it does not spread easily between people. This has now been totally removed. Secondly, they removed this paragraph, which was present up until at least November 2021, and maybe much more recently. There are no archives between November and May. Monkeypox is usually a mild illness that will get better on its own without treatment. Some people can develop more serious symptoms, so patients with monkeypox in the UK are cared for in specialist hospitals. The new treatment paragraph reads, Treatment of monkeypox aims to relieve symptoms. The illness is usually mild, and most people recover with two to four weeks. You may need to stay in a specialist hospital, or your symptoms will be treated to prevent the infection spreading to others. So they remove it. They remove it will get you uh, it will get better on its own and again reinforce the idea of spreading the disease despite being described as very uncommon. Um, they even add a line about self isolating, which was never mentioned before. As monkeypox can spread, there is close contact. You need to be self isolated if you're diagnosed with it. Finally, they now include a warning: you can get monkeypox by eating undercooked food, which will doubtless feed into the anti meat narrative too. Not only the anti-meat narrative, but what about all the dead, the dead cats and dogs that are being shipped over the Mexican border into the Texas food distribution and processing plants? I bet you they are loaded, riddled with monkeypox, Ebola, and a whole bunch of other diseases that are going to be thrown into our food supply. Oh my God, dude. Disgusting. Now, what's even more interesting 
The University of Pennsylvania Hospital, where the globalist think tank called the Penn Biden Center is located, is receiving loads of cash for helping with the vaccine. According to a recent article by Patrick Howley, Joe Biden's host university profited from helping the Bavarian Nordic develop the MVA-BN monkeypox vaccine. In return, the think tank named after Joe Biden will be richly rewarded and the senile president can go back to work after this term. Oh, a connection to the vaccine of monkeypox to Joe Biden. A connection to the vaccine to Fauci. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and dude, I found a scientific paper. I have, I don't, know, I forgot to send it to you. It's talking about a recumbent monkeypox, recumbent monkeypox inside of a SARS-CoV-2 vaccine, mm-hmm. patented in 2021, in the beginning of 2021. Interesting. Talking about different pox and then also a vaccine. It's just absolutely. Well, we know that the gain of function research was also focusing on monkeypox, and this means that they were reverse engineering it as well. So that that's rise for concern and then we got this virologist warns that the monkeypox has become hyper mutated virus as it spreads more countries and more u.s states yeah there's so much conflicting information on this mm-hmm. so this is interesting i read through the article there's nothing really like too damning in here but uh the Portuguese virologist tasked with conducting COVID-like studies to trace the virus's evolution to claim the strain currently circulating is similar to the one that cropped up in Britain four years ago, but samples taken from a handful of patients struck down in the fresh outbreak suggest the virus collated an extra 50 mutations. Researchers wrote that this was far more than one would expect considering the estimated substitution rate of orthopox viruses. They also warned that an evolutionary jump like the COVID Omicron strain may have created hypermutated viruses. In other words, it was created in a lab by bioterrorists and released under the world to perpetuate another lockdown scenario, just like the NTI.org global scenario they did in March of 2021, where they predicted a terrorist organization would release a monkeypox virus on May 15, 2022. McFly! Hello. <laughs> uh, I made sure to throw that in yesterday's show before you got on, by the way. Yeah. McFly. Yeah. <laughs> well, and this is, uh, this is the type of people that we get in politics, right? New French minister accused of rape and cited an attempted murder case. Oh, what a nice guy. France's new minister of solidarity has denied accusations of rape against him, but has also been cited by police in connection to a case of attempted murder. Minister Damien Abad, who was appointed as minister of solidarity um, and the disabled under the new government of the French prime minister, Elizabeth Boron, earlier this month, has been accused by two women of rape in incidents that have taken place in 2010 and 2011, respectively. And they, re- they even reported this as early as 2017. Well... We'll see what happens there. Creeps, creeps, creeps. The Biden administration launches the first federally supported test to treat center. This announcement today was made on whitehouse.gov. Launching the first federally supported test to treat site in Rhode Island. Uh, will uh, The nation's first federally supported test to treat site is a clinic in Providence. Federal reimbursements will now allow individuals to test positive who test positive for COVID-19 at the clinic to immediately receive an assessment from a medical provider and get an oral antiviral wait. What? Oral antiviral treatments, it prescribed all in one convenient locations that serves one, uh, some of the state's highest risk and hardest hit populations. Hmm. 
inclusivity. They want to test you and they want to treat you and then they want to send you on your way. They want to. They don't want you really... getting ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. No. Dude, they are just trying to implement full control over the health aspect of this. That's right. Not and, and disguising it as we're doing the right thing. Dude, I don't I don't trust anything anymore. I don't trust them either. Don't trust anything. Hey guys, uh, you know every show that we do now, we're gonna we're gonna change the intro up so people don't have to listen to those annoying that annoying voice and all those sponsor videos. But uh, this show tonight is definitely um, one to draw some concern and thought provoking uh, things within people's planning of what's happening in the world, right? And so. If you guys are going to go out there and support us, you can support us with the Battle of the Streams. You can support us with a subscription on uh, the socialredpill.com. You can also support us by utilizing our sponsors, uh, mypillow.com. Use that promo code RPP. You can save up to 66%. They got some really good deals on there. If you're looking for more of financial security and survival, Financial security, I want you to go to getgoldtoday.com or afterthegold.com afterthegold.com or getgoldtoday.com. Either way, go there. Fill out the form at the bottom. If the form doesn't show up, change your browsers. Use a Chrome. Don't use DuckDuckGo. Use a different browser. But more importantly, just give this number a call, okay? What I want you to do is I want you to call Dr. Kirk Elliott. Um, Tomorrow, he's going to be on the Dark Delight Show. He's going to be giving me an update on what's happening in the economy, a lot of things that are happening. And I urge you guys to go out there um, and listen to that show, the Dark Delight Show. You can find it on our Podbeam, redpillradio.online. But I I want you to get a pen and paper, and I want you to give him a call. Nobody answers this number. Go straight to voicemail. And you can leave a voicemail with your information. Call 720-605-3900. What he's going to do is they're just going to talk to you. I mean, if you have no money... If you have a lot of money, you have a little money, they're going to help you. They're going to get you into gold and silver. They're going to work with you. Whether it's a, you know, ask anybody who's already bought from them. They're awesome. They're quick. They're efficient. They're cheap. And they don't have minimums like $10,000 and $20,000. You can do 200 bucks, right? And so give them a call, please. I urge you to uh, because the financial system is definitely changing and a lot of things are happening here. The other one is my Patriot Supply. You're seeing right there, save up to 40% right now before disaster strikes kit. Um, we have this other one right here. You can save up to $300 in a one-year food supply. This is redpills.tv slash patriot. The only way that we get any credit for this is if you go to redpills.tv slash patriot. And if you go to rebuy, please use that same link, redpills.tv slash patriot. But utilizing these sponsors helps us, but we bring these sponsors out to you because it helps you. And that's why we do this. All right, uh, let's go to the Battle of the Streams and check out what we got here. Oh, my goodness, we got a whole bunch of stuff coming in, huh? All right. Uh, oh, yeah. Still Bad 2 donated 200 gold pills. Thank you, Still Bad 2. This is my favorite show on Pilled. Well, I appreciate that. Patriot Bird uh-huh. gifted a cookie. Bring it on you. Patriot Pisces donated one diamond. Patriot Pisces donated two ice cream. Thank you, Patriot Pisces and Patriot Bird. Patriotic Pisces and Patriot Bird. Uh, Grits39120 donated three lemon. Thank you so much, Grits. Patriot Bird gifted a cookie. FD Live. <laughs> Thank you, Patriot Bird. <laughs> Patriot Bird gifted a cookie. SMD Chucky. Um, Long Gears97 gifted a fleet. There it is. 
That's, Whoa. Yeah, that, that, I think that just did it. Thank you so much, Long Gears 97. You're amazing. Patriot of Pisces donated three ice cream. Upstate Work donated one diamond. Keep red pilling the sheep. Absolutely, I will. I have never stopped. Woke as fuck. Me, Branda, donated <laughs> one diamond. Take care. Be safe. And I think that pilled one tonight, huh? Yep, pilled, pilled for the win. Um, let me pull my note here. I think that puts them two ahead of Rumble. Because, Pilled, you guys won last night as well. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. guys. Well, that's all we have for you tonight. I know we're about 15 minutes late, uh, 15 minutes uh, early, but uh, I, I hope that you guys uh, do get some value out of this. I don't do this because I like to hear myself talk. I do this because I really do truly want to bring value to all of you out there. And if value is helping you prepare, helping you see the world in a different perspective, a different paradigm, understanding things in a different context or envision it differently, then I'm hoping to do my job. Because that's what I'm here for. I'm not a podcaster just talking about weird and random things, talking about bullshit or any of these things. I do this because I have a passion of helping people. I seriously do. Ask anybody I know. I have a passion for helping people. And I truly want to help people. And this is why I'm so passionate about getting this information out here. And this is why I'm the bearer of doom and gloom. Because things don't look good. Things aren't going necessarily good. We have great battles that are won. We do. We do. We win battles. But we have a tough road ahead of us. And we can succeed. We can triumph. But we got to unify amongst each other. We got to eliminate the diversification. We got to bring the clans together. And that starts with all of you guys right here and me. What are stars on Facebook? Um... I think it's maybe their donation system. I'm not sure. How do I do that? Um, I will get it unlocked. I'll have to research it. Yeah, I'll have to get it unlocked today then. I, I didn't know there was such a thing on Facebook. Um, if there is, then I will get it unlocked. So much appreciated, guys. But much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys all take care. Thank you, Vince Taglavia and Kevin Taglavia for joining us tonight. You guys have a great night. Our pleasure. We'll see you tomorrow. By the way, Conversations on the Fringe tomorrow night. We have Dr. Bruce Olaf Solheim joining us. We're going to be talking about a lot of great stuff, so don't miss that show. And then Morning Coffee in the Morning, Dark Delight right after that. Take care. Have a great night. Talk to you guys soon.